There's a old saying that may even be cliche, which is when opportunity knocks. And the idea being that when opportunity knocks on your door, you should be prepared to open said door to welcome the opportunity into your life. I think that the stem of this phrase probably came from a prior time when somebody might literally knock on your front door and offer you a substantial stake in something, a venture, a deal, a job, a profession, a different way of life. When people used to travel door to door to sell, travel door to door to proselytize, travel door to door to pick up work. And so that phrase, when opportunity knocks, has kind of hung around as a, you know, metaphor for always being prepared, always being ready for a good opportunity when, it, when you see it, that you should be ready to pounce on that and take uh, advantage of said opportunity. Well, I believe that in the 21st century that we need to upgrade that phrase, not to say when opportunity knocks, but when opportunity pings, I'm going to explain why. Stick around. Before we get into the heart of this career marketing tip podcast episode, I want to say first, thank you. Thank you for listening and taking the time to hear me out and my ideas. I really sincerely hope that you find this information useful as you progress in your career path in the 21st century. And it might give you some insights and some ways that you can stay ahead of the game and hopefully land your next job or contract or engagement or gig, whatever your necessity is, and that you will find uh, this will help you to remain resilient and poised for success moving forward. If you want to uh, get in touch with me, you can email me at getmemichaelmack at gmail.com. I do get regular mail from uh, listeners to the podcast Give me feedback about what they think, what they'd like to hear discussed. If you have any ideas or criticism or critique or praise for the show, please, by all means, uh, reach out through email at getmemichaelmack at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at getmemichaelmack. And you can go to my website, michaelmackdigitalmarketing.com, for a full rundown of my prior podcasts as well as a digital marketing blog that I have out there with some information about the intersection of technology, artificial intelligence, automation, and work. All right, enough of that. So get me Michael Mack, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, email me if you like. Otherwise, hang tight. We're going to have a good broadcast. Do you always know a good opportunity when you see one? Do you always know that that opportunity is going to lead to something really special down the road. I'm guessing that the, you probably say yes to yourself. Like, yeah, I know a good opportunity when I see one. I can tell when a good thing is coming my way. I know what, what's what. And I'd probably say the same thing. And then my initial reaction would be like, of course, yes, I can tell a good opportunity. I'm a smart guy. You know, I can, doesn't take me long to look at a horseshoe. But if I had to look carefully over the course of my career... I could say with relative ease that a lot of the opportunities that landed in my lap were not ones that I was looking for. I was really looking for something else distinctly different, and this thing came along, and that ended up being a really good deal. So 
in terms of opportunity knocks and always being prepared and always being watchful for, you know, trying to find the best way to get ahead and to get to the next level in your career, uh, it is important to recognize a good opportunity when you see one. When you see something that really looks like something that you really want to have or achieve, uh, really, you know, pulling out the stops to get that job uh, can be very beneficial. At the same time, opportunity and opportunities are not what they used to be, and they certainly aren't as frequent as they used to be. Uh, I'm not a economist, but I can tell you that uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of really smart, diligent, hardworking, talented people with degrees in hand that are not working jobs in their field or are working jobs in their field at a lower position than they would like or are qualified for because there just aren't that many opportunities as there used to be. I think I read somewhere when I was in graduate school for sociology about how in the 1970s, the average American could literally move to a foreign city that they wanted to live and find work. Like you could just move to that town and be like, here I am, I do this, and then be like the next day, be like, oh, okay, I have the job. All right, great. Start tomorrow. Super. And I remember when I was first out of college, it being kind of like that. I remember that one of my first times I had to find a job was uh, I pulled out the yellow pages in the phone book and I went under A for advertising and called every single agency in town and said, hey, I, um, I'm a recent graduate and I need a job and I do design. And almost all of them said, no, we don't need your help. But a few of them said, send us your resume. Mail us your resume. We'll take a look. If we need something, we'll let you know. And so I did. I wrote a beautiful cover letter. I put my resume on this really fancy cardstock I got at the Staples. You know, it was like cream-collared linen stock. And then I dropped that sucker in the mail, and then I'd wait, and nothing would happen. And so then I learned that I had to drop that sucker in the mail and then wait two days and then call and ask them, did you get my resume? And they'd say, yes. I'd say, do you need help? And they'd say, Maybe, yeah, come on in. We could use you or blah, blah, blah. And I'd find work, pick up work that way. And then I'd network with people and then I'd meet people who knew people and then I'd get another job. Well, over the course of my career, and I found this about 10 years in or more, that that became harder and harder to do, that I was working in the same town, the same major city that I've been working all that time. I had networked with as many people as I could think of and that the jobs like that were just not coming around. And this is in 2007, that really, you know, the work was starting to become a little bit more hard to come by. And I was taking more pickup portfolio work than I used to. When I first started, I used to get salary positions with benefits. And when I left that town, I was taking day jobs for design that they were paying me by the hour. And that was kind of the way the, the nature of, of the industry was going. Now, I say all this because... A couple years ago, my wife and I decided that we wanted to move uh, close to New York City. And so we packed up everything we owned, and I cashed in my retirement from the state of, of, that I was living. And we, we moved. We moved to uh, northern New Jersey, right across the river from uh, Manhattan, and just figuring that we'll just find work. You know, we both have a lot of experience in our field. We're highly educated. We both have master's degrees. Uh, it's New York City. There has to be a bunch of need. And we could not have been more wrong. Not more wrong in the least. 
there we ran into a brick wall of need. There was nothing. And part of the problem that we faced was that we didn't know anybody up here. We literally just moved up with our cat and got an apartment and we started looking for work basically and we couldn't find anything. And it became very troublesome very quickly. Like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Fortunately, I did find a job that paid pretty good and gave us benefits. And uh, I've worked there for a while and that worked out. My wife, though, remained to have a hard time. This is just within the last 18 months. She had a real hard time finding any kind of work in the city or even on the New Jersey side that would pay a great deal of money, you know, a real sturdy wage, and that was really worth the trouble of getting to and from that job. It was a real trial, and it probably took us a good two or three months of her looking every single day and going through recruiters and going through online search and going through all these different avenues to try to find work. And man, it was a struggle. It was a real struggle. And she finally did land on something that worked for her. And um, she worked there for a good long time and, and enjoyed it. She's on to other work now. She's teaching. But the fact of the matter was that the way that opportunity comes about now is so different than it used to be. And I'm guessing that if you haven't had to try to find a job recently, you may not be fully prepared for the environment for which you are entering. Now, you could tell me with all sincerity and rightness that I'm that you're different and your situation is different and you're not moving to New York City or any other thing, but, and you could be right. But I'm just letting you know, as somebody who had to try to find work recently uh, in my field and my wife having a particularly difficult time as a legal secretary of finding work in a major metropolitan area, that the way that hiring is done now is all by uh, keyword. It's all done by algorithm. It's all done by keyword search and my wife fortunately very kindly found a recruiter in the city that kind of took a shine to her and explained to her how hiring works now uh, in her field. And she said, you need to have seven or eight different kinds of resumes. One for this set of keywords for the algorithm to pick up and another one for these set of keywords. And then you need to have a backup strategy if neither one of those works. And it became a full-time occupation for her to try to find a job. It took more work to find work than it did to actually do the work. And I found that to be the case in my career. The further I've, I've progressed in my career, the more work it's taken to find the work than it is to actually do the work. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I really believe that we are moving towards um, an economy that is becoming more and more streamlined and that companies, like I said at the beginning, uh, when I started off with a salary and benefits and then started working hourly on you know day work for portfolio services, uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of industries that will be disrupted soon that people may be facing this challenge of, man, I had a decent job that paid me pretty good and I had decent benefits and now I'm stuck here in this position and it's not the same. That's nobody's fault. That's not saying that you've done anything wrong. It's the nature of the way that work may be trending. And it may be trending in your area and where you live and your neck of the woods. Now, I could, again, I could be wrong, but I don't want to be wrong for you. I don't want you to find out that I'm right and that you're, you're starting too late. So what I'm trying to say is that opportunity doesn't knock anymore. And I'll explain what I mean when I say the opportunity pings in the next segment.
I don't work in HR, but I have conducted some hiring recently for a couple companies that I work with uh, for creative positions. And I can tell you from my perspective, as somebody who has been doing hiring recently, that we had a job that we posted not very long ago for a position. And I went through the regular online recruiter channels, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, etc. And I would say within the first couple hours of posting the job, we had a number of qualified candidates that had already tuned in. Of those qualified candidates, and I say qualified meaning that they were somewhere between vaguely qualified and very qualified, some of them, based on the quality of their responses to the job, were ready. You could tell. They were prepared. They were ready to go. They were looking. They knew what the right answers were. They had their ducks in a row. I had a number of other people who, for whatever reason, were not ready. Either they did not have a resume, or they had incomplete information, or they'd never followed up. Um, I had a few people that emailed me about the position and said, I'm interested. I responded within an hour of getting their email. Thank you for your response. Thank you for your interest. Here's the next step. Um, Take a look at this link for this website that we're working on. Let me know if you think this is something you're interested in or if you think you'd be a good fit. Really simple stuff. Never heard back from them. Don't know why. One guy uh, I was emailing with back and forth a couple times seemed very interested in the job. Uh, Seemed like he's qualified. And uh, he said, I'm going to call you on Monday or Tuesday of next week to set up a time to come in and meet. And I thought, well, that's good. He's showing initiative. You know, he wants the job. He's willing to come in and uh, set up a time to do an in-person interview. I said, that's fine. I said, I'll be around from this time to this time on these days. You're welcome to call. If I'm not here, you can leave a message. Never heard from the guy. No idea why. Maybe he got a better prospect in the interim. I don't know. The point is that opportunities today are not going to come knocking on your door. They're not going to hit you between the eyes very likely. And they're just not going to bowl you over. You're not going to be able to tell a great opportunity at first sight like we used to. Because the competition is probably a little bit more advanced than it used to be. But certainly the technology for finding and recruiting and retaining that talent is much, much better than it used to be. And because of that, companies will be able to hire at a much faster clip and make determinations on your qualifications and credentials in a very, very short period of time. Now, if that's the case, then what I would suggest that you do, and this is what I'm doing, is trying to be as prepared as possible. And what that means, and something I've been talking about a lot in this podcast uh, series, has been about being prepared, particularly with your online presence. Have a LinkedIn page. Have a complete LinkedIn page. Be on LinkedIn at least once a week. Get a Twitter account. Get a professional Twitter account. Make sure you're using your professional Twitter account. Um, Think about your uh, Facebook page. Think about your Instagram. Think about how you present yourself uh, in real life. Make videos about yourself uh, doing something in your field or that's related to your field. Make a YouTube channel. It's free. Uh, All these things can help. Uh, Write a blog, uh, do some content marketing, you name it. You don't have to do everything, but you have to do something. You have to have a stake somewhere 
where you can be found in the digital world where a potential hirer will seek you out and say, I have some kind of sense of what you're about beyond your qualifications. The algorithm has picked you up as a candidate for the, the job because you have the right keywords. But beyond that, uh, your online presence or your online persona uh, has made an impression on me that makes me want to pursue this further. And I think it's really the best thing you can do. Good news is it's almost completely free. It doesn't really cost hardly anything as far as material value to put together some materials that would help to showcase your talents and interests. The bad news is it does take time. It takes time and it takes intention and it takes work. And if you're not willing to put in that time and work and, and take the extra time it takes to stay in your career path, you may find yourself on the outside looking in. And I don't mean to be a doomer when I say that or some kind of like Debbie Downer. I'm just being realistic and I'm trying to be as realistic with you as possible because this may very well be the nature of the future of work. And the sooner that you can kind of understand that and embrace the new reality that's coming and it's here now, the better off you are. So take that for what it's worth. As always, if you want some advanced help from me, you can contact me by email at GetMeMichaelMack or visit my website, MichaelMackDigitalMarketing.com. I'd be happy to work with you one-on-one and uh, to help you to improve your career brand. Otherwise, if you are having success in your field or if you've tried some of the things that we've talked about here in this podcast, uh, let me know. Uh, email me or find me on Twitter and direct uh, message me so that way I can share in your success. I'd love to hear your success and be able to say, wow, that's really great. Good job. I'm glad that's working for you. That's all I have for now. As always, I hope that you found this information helpful. I hope it furthers your career path and keeps you into the vein of the kind of work that you want to do moving forward. Whether you've been in this game a long time or you're just starting out or maybe you're changing careers or in a completely different space, uh, we're all in this thing trying to remain as relevant and pertinent and fixed as possible. And it's going to take work. And finding that next job is going to take work. But you're up for the task, and this podcast will help you to give you further ideas of things that you can do to stay relevant in your career. All right. Until next time, have a good week.